Thank you for tuning in. My name is Frankie Mazapika. The title of the message today is Zeal, Fully Committed and Radically Bold. That's the definition of zeal. Fully committed and radically bold. Zeal is in the Bible over and over again. And, and oftentimes when we use that word in, in our day and age, it's a word that's kind of shoved into the middle of a sentence. It's not the focal point or the subject of the sentence. It's just put in the sentence. But in the Bible, zeal is a focal point. It's the subject. It's the, it's the primary focus. Anytime they mention that word, let me give you a couple of examples. Um, in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 17, it says that the Lord wraps himself in zeal as a cloak. And here in Texas, it's been really, really cold. So many of you are wearing a coat this morning. When you put your coat on, you wrapped yourself with the coat and you insulated yourself with the coat. And what the Lord is saying, I take zeal and I wrap myself with zeal. I wrap myself by being fully committed to you, I am radically bold with my love towards you. It's not passive love. There's some people in this world that they love you, but they never say it. It's, it's a bit passive. It's probably very real, very rich, and very special, but they never say it. But a bold love is this constant expression of love. And this is what bold zeal looks like. He, God likes to express his love upon you. How does he do that? He sends blessings to you. There's a lot of blessings you have that you've never asked for. Like the breath that's in your lungs, for example. Um, in, in the Bible, it says in um, Job 12 verse 10, the life of every living thing is in his hand. And the breath of every human. He, his, his zeal for you, his love for you is so bold that he's literally giving you a breath after a breath after a breath after a breath, 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 breath. And you didn't even ask for it. God, can I breathe again? Is it okay if I breathe again? I'm about to laugh really, really hard. I'm going to need a lot of it. That's not how it works. He just gives it to you, gives it to you. Another scripture I want to show you, it's in um, Isaiah. No, it, it's not in Isaiah. When is it? It's in, it's in um, 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 10. Elijah says this, Oh, I serve you, Lord God, with zeal. My service to you is with zeal. A lot of people love the Lord, but it's not, it, it's, it's not expressed. It's, it's, it's sacred. It's special, but it's not expressed. Uh, I, I like watching people who have political zeal. I find them very, very entertaining. Very entertaining. Um, a lot of people don't like election season because it's like a lot of bickering, and there is. I, however, find it extremely entertaining. People, have never met the candidate that they're voting for. Ever. Some t I, 
at the very best, they'll be in a parade and they might pass by in a car. They're like, ah, I just saw him. Some. They put bumper stickers on their car for a guy they've never met before. They put bandit signs in their yard. Bang, bang, bang. Never met them. Facebook. <laughs> lambasting the other guy and pumping up their guy. And any faults that their guy has, oh, don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention. To that. It's okay. It's okay. Don't have, don't pay attention to that. So passionate. How many of us know people that are so passionate? about who they like in politics, that they stop talking to people who don't like who they like. Isn't that insane? Put your hands together if you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to talk to you anymore because you don't like who I like. And if you ask them, why are you being so loud about who you like? Do you really think that you're going to change the whole world just because of how passionate you are. And what they will say is, I may not be able to change the whole world, but I can change at least one person. And if everybody can change just one person, our whole world would change. And I'm like, okay, okay, on that thought. <laughs> are you with, Are you ahead of me? Are you ahead of me? Come on, help me out. On that thought, on that thought, can, can we take that zeal and, and put it towards something that's not going to last, that, that can last longer than, let's say, four years? Can we? Can we? Can we? And, and here's the thing. If you ask a person who's passionate about politics, you can ask him, have you always been passionate about politics the way you are now? Most Often they will say, no, I, I, I haven't always been passionate. And then you say, well, what happened? How, how did you go from not being passionate to like extremely passionate? Like I have a friend of mine who drives around in a hearse and puts the person's face that they're not voting for on the side of the hearse. And I'm like, you are all in, girl. Like you're in, you're all in. I've seen people with tattoos with that guy's face. I'm like, you know... You're probably going to outlive that guy and you're still got the, the, the face. I don't know how your husband's going to feel. You know, you, you take your shirt off and there's a face. It's like, like they're all in here. But this is critical. This election is critical to the future of our country. I understand. I understand. On that note, on that note. Um, but this is, a, I lost my train of thought just for a second. I was going somewhere. Yeah, we're talking about zeal this morning, right? <laughs> this zeal, this passion. I'm going to talk to you about four things regarding biblical zeal. Uh, number one is what happens to a person when they don't have zeal? When they're not fully committed and radically bold. They love God, they acknowledge God, they acknowledge Jesus as their savior, but they don't have zeal. What happens to that person? Number two, what happens to a person who is full of zeal? They're fully committed and they're radically bold about what they believe. 
you, um, oh, I know what I was saying, but I'm not going to go back to it. Um, I, I, I left the rabbit out there running and I almost went to go get him again. <laughs> Number three, uh, I have to preach fast because in the first service, God healed two people with a deaf ear, two different people. And I want to preach short today because I can't wait to find out what he's going to do at the end of this service. In the first service, one guy is like, I can hear. And I didn't even pray for him yet. And he comes up on the stage. He's snapping fingers. And I was like, we haven't even prayed for you yet. You're already healed. And I'm like, God doesn't need me. He doesn't need me. Number three. So number one, what happens to a person when they do not have zeal? Number two, what happens to a person when they do have zeal? Number three. The power of zeal. And number four, the reward of zeal. I'm going to pull those four points out of a story that took place in Numbers chapter 25. In Numbers chapter 25, Moses is pastoring the first church on planet earth. It's the only church on planet earth. If this church does not survive, if this community of believers do not survive, you and I, we don't know anything about God. It has to survive. And so Moses is out in the wilderness with, with these community of believers that have all recognized that the God of Israel is their God. The, the God of, of Abraham and Jacob is their God. They were called the Israelites. And so, uh, while Moses is leading them, they, they kind of migrate towards this, this area near the Moabites. Everybody say Moabites on three. One, two, three. Real loud. One, two, three. Moabites. Now, the women in this area evidently must have been smoking hot. They must have been. Because the, the guys, uh, the, the, the young men would sneak out and they would go and hang out with these girls. And they, these girls must have had a spell on them or something because they were not allowed to fellowship with these girls. They were not allowed to go across the tracks, but they obviously they were taken back by their beauty. They were like dark hair, dark eyes. They were like Hershey kisses floating in a bowl of milk. They were enthralled with them. Their, their hair is like black silk. Like, I have to go see these women. The problem with these women is they worshipped figurines, little idols. They, they worshipped many gods. And Moses was like, you cannot worship these other gods. And if you hang out with these women, you're going to end up doing that. And sure enough, these women would invite these guys to their festivals and they would make sacrifices to these false gods. And all of the men would they'd come back and like, these women are hot, you got to come. So there was like more and more and more men of the community started going and hanging out with these women. And the fire, the anger of God began to burn because he knew if this community of believers do not survive, if they don't survive, then the message, my love, will not go to the ends of the earth. And so he told Moses, you're going to have to kill the leaders of the tribes that are allowing this to happen. So Moses is in the tent of tabernacle and he's telling them tears. They're crying. He's crying. He's like, we are going to have to kill 
the people that are that are causing this 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 parade of Moabite women coming back and forth. They're crying. People are listening to him crying. All of a sudden, this guy from outside the tent, the tent was kind of pulled back and tied off onto a post. This guy's got a Moabite girl and he's walking by blatant in front of them all. And he's like, (laughs) he's mocking. He's mocking the whole situation. All of a sudden, this guy named Phineas stands up with a spear, runs into the tent. They're making love. And the Bible says that he takes the spear and drives it through the back of one and into the stomach of the other. And he is regarded as a man full of zeal for the things of God. See, when you are zealous for the things of God, the things that God loves, you love. And the things that offend God, offend you. You are full of zeal. You are full of zeal for God. Now, how, what happens to a person who's not full of zeal? Uh, they, they, mentally, uh, they acknowledge him. Even spiritually, they've, they've invited him into their heart, but they're not passionate. What happens to a person like that? What, what ends up happening is that ever so slowly, a person who does not have zeal for God, they're not fully committed. They're not radically bold. Ever so slowly, their heart becomes seared. Their heart becomes seared and they're no longer tender to the things of God. That's what happens. My, my wife and I was, uh, we, we got into a, 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 a show on Netflix, uh, two or three years ago. And we were watching the show. We were like, like totally pulled into the show. And then because of COVID, they couldn't make any shows. It was like the end of 19. And so there was no more shows that were coming out. Well, just recently, they put out a new season. And my wife and I are like, yes! Put the kids to bed. Get the popcorn. Our show is on. Well, here's what happened. We watched the show before COVID. Well, since COVID to, what are we, in 2022, January 2022, since then, we've grown in the Lord. She's grown in the Lord. I've grown in the Lord. We're not where we used to be. And so we're sitting there, we're watching the show, and their language was offensive. And I looked at Allie and I said, I don't remember this show having such vulgar language, do you? She's like, no, I don't remember it either. You see, at that stage in our walk with God, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, that my heart was not as sensitive as it is now. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 2, verse 11. It says, do not let Satan outwit you. You are not unaware of his schemes. See, he, he was, he, I, I, I'll leave my wife out of it. I was watching a show on Netflix in 2019 that my heart was seared towards. In other words, the language didn't bother me. 
But fast forward two years later, and I'm not the same guy I was two years ago. And now those words are offensive to me. Do you understand? Clap your hands if you understand. They're offensive to me. But when your heart is not full of zeal, people's language is not offensive to you at all. It's, it's comical. It's entertaining. It's funny. And we must always be careful when the things that God had to die for, the sins that the Lord had to die for are entertaining to us. We got to be very careful. Oh, it's funny. Oh, it's innocent. It's innocent. Do you think Satan, when he attacks you, is going to send the grim reaper to your house and ring the doorbell? Do you think he's going to show up with a big pitchfork and one of those, I don't know what it's called, it's a stick with a big blade. What's that called? A sickle, a sickle. You think, do you think when the enemy looks at you and he's like, okay, we're going to attack Johnny. Okay, find the grim reaper and send him to the house. We're not in the movies. This is real life. What he does is he sends somebody funny. Somebody good looking. Somebody that's fun to be around. Somebody that's charismatic. A show that's entertaining. And then he's like, <laughs> come on, baby girl. Come on, baby girl. It's like, come on, kitty, 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 kitty. And next thing you know, your whole life, your, your heart is seared like a, like a, like a, uh, an old steak. Are you with me? Come on, help me out. Seared. Have you ever looked at somebody and said, what happened to you? You used to be. This is just ever so slowly. Seared. Where'd the zeal go? You used to be fully committed and radically bold like those crazy people that are radically bold about their political views. Women and men who never leave their basement are on Facebook fighting for their political leader that they love so much. And I'm like, everyone could do that. Everyone could be that bold. Everyone could do that. But where's the zeal? The zeal for God. The passion for God. Did you know, this is point number two. So point number one is what does it look like when a person does not have zeal? Point number two, what does it look like when they do have zeal? A person who has zeal doesn't wake up in the morning fully committed and passionately bold. It's not like you wake up in the morning. He's now, oh my God. Good morning to you too. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being here. That doesn't happen. That does not happen. You don't just wake up in the morning. You ever wake up in the morning and you're hungry? Like, oh man, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat. Yeah, that happens. What does not happen, you wake up in the morning like, God, I love you. That does not happen. You have to provoke the fire that you want to burn in your heart. You have to provoke it. You have to provoke it. Sometimes during the cold seasons, which are, you know, like three, you know, two months out of the year here in Texas, we'll go make like a, a fire in the backyard and, and, and make some s'mores. But we got to go get, a whole, you know, we need twigs and then we need logs and we need, uh, you know, it was a little pencil lead size. And we put these, these, and we, we provoke it. And while we're getting the fire burning, we got a stack of logs over here. 
We know that this fire right here is going to need more. We're already prepared to give the fire more. There's a stack of logs right there. You go into making a fire knowing that you need more than just that amount right there. You know you do. You know you do. If you have two, uh, uh, if you had two logs and, and three sticks, that might be enough to start a fire, but it's not enough to kindle a fire. It's not enough to keep it going. You already know. I'm going to have to throw stuff on there. You already know when you're a person of zeal. I got to take my temperature. Uh-oh, I, I think I'm spiritually dying. I'm getting cold. This is not good. I'm going to need to shut the door and pray a little bit. This is how people act when they have zeal. This is how they act. You're looking at me and you're like, you have zeal. Do you think I woke up this morning like I have zeal? No! No! I woke up this morning going, oh Jesus, I don't think my sermon's that good. That's what I was thinking. And go in my office and pray and call out to God. Let God worry about the sermon. I need to be close to you. I need to set myself on fire. Because when a man or a woman sets their self on fire, people will come from miles away just to watch you burn. Just to watch you burn. The power of zeal. When he took that spear, this is point number three, the power is, and when he took that spear and, and put it through the back of one and into the stomach of the other, two people died. The, the woman, the Moabite woman represents a spirit, a seductive spirit. The man represents flesh. Both the flesh and the spirit was killed. The flesh and the evil spirit was killed with zeal. Many times people will fight the same spirit for weeks, months, and years, reading books and, and, and drowning in ice cream, in alcohol, and whatever you can eat. And like, I know a guy, he goes to Taco Bell and orders everything on the menu and just kills himself with seven layer burritos. Every time he's depressed, he goes and loads it up. I'll take four Mexican pizzas. Regardless of how you numb it. The spirit, it's a spirit when it's there week after week after week. And how do you kill it? How does a man who's addicted to porn finally shake that off? How does a woman who is, or a man, full of depression and anxiety, how do you shake that off? How do you take a spear and put it right through the flesh and free the flesh and kill the spirit? Zeal. Zeal. Passion. Passion. Passion for God will kill the flesh's passion every time. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. It says those who pursue the spirit will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You will have lusts of your flesh. They just will never manifest. It just won't come out. You'll be tempted to lust. You'll be tempted to be depressed. You'll be tempted to judge. You'll be tempted to gossip and talk bad about people. You'll be tempted. But because you're after God, it'll never really flesh out in your life. Because your zeal overcomes the temptation. The temptation gets weaker. 
It's like someone who says, I'm not going to eat chocolate or sweets anymore. I'm going on a diet. Well, for the first four days, they're about ready to eat their finger off. But about two months later, they can walk by and it's like the chocolate still looks good. Don't get me wrong. But they're not sweating. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to eat it. I got to eat it. I got to eat it. No, they've moved on. Their passion for health eclipses their passion for chocolate. Your passion for God, the zeal of God begins to eclipse. Is this helping anybody this morning? Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you. Number four. How does God reward zeal? A person who is passionately pursuing God. Every single one of us has got to embrace the truth as hard as it may be that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. Like we got to get that in our head. Even though we may not like it. If you eat salad, you will get healthier. I don't like that truth. Well, get it in your head because it's still true. If you eat only vegetables, you're going to lose weight. I don't like that truth. I know you don't like it, but get it in your head because it's true. God rewards those who passionately seek him. He looks at you and he says, I'm going to reward her for doing that. If we knew... What rewards were available when we pray, we would never stop praying. We would never stop. I think that's why Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, don't ever stop praying. Because he got a glimpse of the rewards. Can you put your hands together? Because God is good. God is good. God is good. All the time. God is good. All the time. time. Put your hands together again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And this is the part of the service where I'm going to say, hey, my assignment's over. I had a message to bring to you. I've delivered the message. I'm done. Holy Spirit, thank you for helping me. Thank you for touching them. But now I want you to do something that's so far beyond my reach. I want you to do something special. I want you to do a miracle, an undeniable miracle. And and to lift our faith, I've already told you what happened in the first service. I said, I believe that God wants to heal people that are deaf Come down here if you're deaf and typically they're deaf in one ear and not the other ear or, or, or they have hearing loss. And I'm just like, just come down here. So five people came down. And when they came down, I'm looking at the five people and I just sense the presence of God. And I looked at them and I said, I, I don't think, I don't think you guys need me to pray for you. I said, I said, nine out of 10 people that get healed at celebration, somebody's praying for somebody. The prayer partner's praying for them, or I'm praying for them. I said, but every once in a while, they get healed without anyone praying for them. And I said, just take your hands and and just click your fingers in your ears. 
There was five of them. And this guy right here, all the way to my left, all the way to your right, I could just see the presence of God was on him. And I said, can you hear? And he looks at me and he's like nodding his head. I said, come up on here on the stage and clap. He starts clapping like this. He could hear right then and there. And what was the, what was the, the, the domino effect? The faith in the room went up and all of a sudden two more people got healed. Bang, bang, because the faith went up. Come on, God is good. God is good. Let, let me share a, another a testimony with you. Take a, take a look at this. Since July of 2021, I've been having issues with actually both arms, wrists particularly, um, but especially the right wrist. And I'd gone to the doctor and um, he had both of my wrists in splints. Like, and I used splints at night to let it rest. And they moved up to a brace on the right-hand side. And it was, um, I do a lot of typing in my job. So usually after a day of work, I usually have to rest my hands because there's so much pain. Um, I do enjoy baking. And so even after baking cakes, I'd have to just rest my hands because I'd be in so much pain. So um, a couple of weeks ago, um, Pastor Frankie had a word of knowledge for someone who had... Um, tendonitis. When I went to the doctor, the doctor said I had a muscle sprain and tendonitis. So um, this uh, past Sunday, when Pastor Frankie said pain in the right arm, I, I was like, okay, this is definitely my moment. Because I'd ask God, God, if you really wanted to heal me and I missed it, can you please give me another chance? And so when I heard that, I was I was just so blessed. So before Pastor Frankie um, prayed for me, I just felt with my spirit, I, some tingling in my hand, and I knew I was healed. Um, and so by the time Pastor Frankie came to uh, pray for me. He was like, God's already healing you, but he's doing more. So as I'm, as he was praying for me, my hands started moving and kind of like flapping all over the place. And I mean, my wrists were going back and forth. And I realized in every direction that used to cause me pain, God was just healing my hands completely. And I was just so grateful to God that God heard my, gave me a second chance, you know, to come back and receive that word of knowledge. And um, I'm just so full of joy at this point. It's like not really happiness that God's healed my body, uh, my hands. I can do whatever I need to do. I haven't been wearing my splints or my, um, the brace or the medication. I was putting numbing cream on it and anti-inflammatories, all of that. I, I, I don't need that. So I, I'm, I'm grateful to God. Let's all stand to our feet for me, please. I believe that what, what God wants to do in this service is, is different than what he, wanted, what he wanted to do in the first service. And so you guys know, I, 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 I study so hard for the sermon. Um, but this part of the service I don't ever prepare for. In fact, before the video started, I had a plan in my head. I'm like, this is what we're going to do after the video. And then I'm standing right over there and I'm like, no, we're going to do something else. This part of the service, there's never a plan for. There's never a plan. I'm going to tell you what I believe the Lord's going to do right now. There was a, a scene in the Bible where there was a man who was blind and Jesus prayed for him. And after he prayed, he was about 80% healed. He wasn't 100% healed. He was 80% healed. And how do we know that? Because 
Jesus said, can you see? And he said, well, yes and no. Mas o menos. Um, people look like trees. And then Jesus prayed for him again and he was healed. I, I believe that both with blind Bartimaeus, he prayed for him and he got healed 100% right away. I think that both are going to happen this morning. There's going to be some people that you're going to get 80% healed just in your seat. But as soon as myself or a prayer partner pray for you, you'll be 100% healed. But then there's others of you. You're like blind Bartimaeus. You'll be 100% healed in your seat. But this is what I want you to know. That every single person that the Lord healed in the book of Mark. I'm sorry, the book of John. John or Mark. Every one of them had to do something before they received their healing. The, the gentleman this morning did not get healed until he started going like this. You have to do something. And so this is what I'm going to ask you to do. She, and she, boy, is that an example of zeal or what? She's got the love of God bursting out of her face. Can we give a round of applause for that? Wow. It was almost distracting. I wanted to come up here and just talk about her. And I did that in the first service. I just talked about her for like five minutes. That's what, that's what having zeal looks like. Do you think she has any problems in her life? Absolutely. But zeal, boom. That's what, that's what someone looks like when they have zeal. So the woman on the video, every time she'd move her wrist, it would hurt. If you're in this room and every time you do something in particular, you hurt, I want you to try to make it hurt. I want you to provoke the pain. If you can't hear, I believe that today is a day where people, or deaf ears are going to continue to open. They already have. They're going to continue. I want you to, I want you to test your own ears. And so everybody close your eyes just for a moment. Close your eyes. And, and what I want you to do right now is I want you to start, everyone's eyes closed. I want you to just start moving your back. I want you to start moving your legs. I want you to try to provoke the pain. Whatever it is, try to provoke the pain. And if you're in this room and you're like, the healing I need is inside my body. It's cancer. It's, it's, uh, it's illness. It's a gallbladder. I want you to just put your hands up and imagine a waterfall coming straight onto you. And you'll feel the virtue of God just coming upon you. And I don't want anyone looking around because this is a holy moment. And as soon as you can tell that you're at least 80% healed, come down here so I can pray for the last 20. And if you're 100% healed, come down here so I can hug you. But do not stay in your seat and steal the joy and the glory that God deserves for touching you. No one's going to embarrass you. You're going to stay down here on the floor. But just in the name of Jesus, I speak healing. Healing in this room right now. 
healing in this room right now. Go ahead, start moving your body. Start moving your body, move your arms. And as soon as you know, name of Jesus. Is there someone in this section you have a slipped disc in your backbone? Slipped disc. You can stop snapping your fingers now. I'm going to let him know. This. I'm going to stop. Is there a slip disc in this section or even in that section? Maybe I'm not hearing the Lord right. Everyone put your hands up. If you realize that you're 80% healed, wave them at me. Let me just take one section at a time. There's one right here. Put your hands as high as you can and wave them both over your head. Thank you, Jesus. There's one. Wave your hand over your head if you got healed. There's one. There's two. Anyone else? In the name of Jesus. Uh, In this section right here. Wave your hands over your head. If you feel yourself either 80 or 100% healed, wave your hands over your head in this section right here. There's three. In the name of Jesus, wave your hands over your head. In this section right here, if you're 80% or 100% healed, wave your hands. In the name of Jesus. Are you 80% or 100%? Sorry, a slip disc. Slip disc. Were you in this section right here? Okay. You were in that section. You were in this section. In this section, slip disc. 80% or 100% healed. Just wave your hands. What, I lost count. Where am I at? This is number five or six? Five? Five. Someone else? I feel like someone's good. I just need you to move. You're going to get healed. Just move. Just do something. I feel like there's like healing just sitting right above this section. Just do something. In the name of Jesus. Just move. Wave your hand at me if you just got healed. about this section six seven man there's something special about this 
if you waved, seven people waved their arms at me. I just want to pray for you again. Would you come out of your seat and just come stand right here? Let's give God a standing ovation for that. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you. You three right there. Put your hands up with the slip disc. I want you to put your hand on her back and hold her hand with your other hand. Nod at me when you can feel his presence on you. You can feel it, can't you? You're being healed right now. In the name of Jesus right now. being healed right now in Jesus name it's the presence of God the tears coming down your face says the presence of God moving on you come put your hands on her back you. And just keep your hands real still. Yeah. Come put your hands on her back. Nod at me when you feel his presence. you feel it? He's healing you right now. I see tears coming down your eyes, but do you feel his presence? He's touching you right now. Healing now. Now. Raise your hands. Are you 80% or 100%? 80. In the name of Jesus. Now. Now. That's the presence of God on you. Are you 80 or 100? In the name of Jesus. That's the presence of God on you. That's it. More. More. That's it. More. More. That's it. More. More. (laughs) 
Are you 80 or 100? Put your hands up. Can you come stand behind him? The Lord's blessing him. Now. Now. touching her. Good. Now. Just put your hands on his back. In the name of Jesus. your hands raised. God's doing something special here. If you need him to do something special in your life, would you just come down as close as you can to the altar? I can't explain it. But there's something moving happen up here. I can't see it. But if you come down, you'll know what I'm talking about. Just come as close as you can and just raise both hands unto the Lord. That's it. Come as close as you can. Just raise your hands to the Lord. The Holy Spirit's doing something I can't see. You will know what I'm talking about when you come close. You'll know what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Just come as close as you can. The Lord doesn't care. I don't care what it is. It might be emotional. It might be financial. It might be your marriage. I don't know. Just just come give him a chance to fix it. He's got a way of fixing things. He just has a way of fixing things. He's God. He's God. He's God. He's He's God. Just come give him a chance. That's it. Just come as close. Just raise your hands up and just look to the Lord and say, Holy Spirit. Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Something along those lines. Or there's healing in this place or something like healing in this place or Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place or something's happening in this place. Would you raise your hands? Holy Spirit, every person in this room right now There's no official dismissal. You can leave whenever you get ready, but just let the Lord work in your spirit.
We 